DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are joined now by Eric Rowe, former Ute cornerback, now a Miami Dolphin. Eric, good morning. How we doing? Oh, we're, we're doing all right. Uh, I'm sure you've heard because uh, the Ute football alumni are all connected, so word spreads fast. I'm sure you've heard oh, about yeah. Yeah, I've heard you heard about. I'm, I'm sure you've heard about Morgan Scally uh, being suspended, and I've I've read some stuff on Twitter. I read some stuff in the stories. Chris Kamrani, writes for the Athletic, has reached out to a lot of former Ute athletes and gotten some uh, gotten some feedback from them. It's pretty nuanced about what they think and what they don't think. And uh, it's funny we had Guy Holiday on the air last week, and we saw an interview with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on ESPN, and they said. You know, what needs to be done first? Well, first, people need to listen a lot. Um, So this is our chance to listen to you and your experience in the youth program and with Morgan because, you know, you've heard the news and I'm just curious what your thoughts are. Yeah, I mean, I saw the news. I mean, one, it was shocking uh, that, you know, once I read, like, the whole thing. But I know, you know, personally from media, I can't, you know, can't take it one side because you know how the media is. Once you get like, you know, they'll just tell one side of the story. So, you know, I talked, uh, and then I, you know, Coach Scali, he had called me, you know, told me his side and, and you know, kind of how he was feeling. And and I, I think it's just, you know, right now, especially, you know, today's time, this, you know, it's really hypersensitive uh, with all the, you know, the debate and the protesting and, and you know social injustice, but you know the thing like, I I don't agree you know with you know using the term. Uh, I mean I, I you know I, I don't you know condone that. Uh, not just you know from him, kind of like from really every race. I mean you know it's a racial slur. Wish it was out out the you know the language book, but you know in reality everybody uses it. You know where you know it should be or not like and. But to have, to have, you know, he told me the story and how he, you know, flew right out to Texas and apologized like hell to the family and to the player, and you know, to have them, that family, you know, kind of forgive him, you know, knowing the man he is. I mean, I mean, he's he's one of the greatest, you know, men, you know, I you know have a relationship with, you know, his values, his work ethic, just the way he views life. And to have it all, you know, kind of tarnished by, you know, one, you know, mistake. I know he wish he can take back. Uh, I mean, it's. I don't agree with it. You know, I mean, you know, the way Twitter's just hashing on him, and cause, I mean, because they don't know the context. But you know, even to have that player even come play for the school, you know, for his four years, and you know, you know, all that. I, I just feel like you know, and everybody has different experiences with him. I seen other, I seen other, you know, other player side. I seen their tweets. Uh, even though I don't agree with them, I mean, doesn't mean I'm right. Doesn't mean they're right. But you know, with the whole Scally thing, I think it's just, it's, it's sad though. It's just sad. Eric, you're from Texas. I mean, you speak of of Singleton, who's also from Texas, and and he did come and play here for four years, and then transferred on to Houston. Uh, he was on Twitter and. He basically uh, stood up for Morgan, and and you know we know Morgan. He's a local guy. We've been in the community for a long time, and we think he's a great guy too. 
it is troubling when you have ex-players like uh, Mo Lee and uh, Ryan Lacey say what they say. You can only go through your experiences. Now, I don't remember when Lacey played, but I believe you were a teammate of Mo Lee's. Do you have any idea why they would say that as far as the validity of their claims? Uh, I mean, it's probably their, you know, experience with them. You know, I can't, I can't sit here and be like, you know, oh, they're just, you know, they're trying to lie on him or, you know, trying to hash him too. Like, honestly, I don't know. It's whatever they had, like their personal experience with Scali. I mean, mine was different. My experience was, you know, it's a guy that pushed me, you know, in school and in football and, you know, just to be a better man, like, you know, like I am today. So, that, I mean, that's my experience with them. Maybe, you know, there's a difference. So, you know, I can't really, I can't really, you know, judge on, you know, kind of what they said, but, I mean, they said what they said. I'm curious going through the recruiting process because I was, uh, I was, I played high school sports, but I was never good enough to get recruited. And so, if the U keeps him, and, and I think that there is an interest in keeping him because if there wasn't, I think he'd already be gone. So it, there's an interest in keeping him. But how does that work in recruiting? Because now he'd be carrying this baggage going forward. We've heard about negative recruiting out there. It would be something for uh, other schools to float. How would that work? Put yourself back, you know, 15, 16, 17-year-old you going through the process how would that work? How big an impact would that have? Or can you even speak to that because it would be so different for so many different people? Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely going to hurt, you know. I mean, it kind of is how it is, like kind of reality. It, it, it hurt his reputation. I mean, that's he done a lot of, you know, a hell of a lot of good for, you know, the state and the program for I don't know how many years he even played there. But... I mean, maybe within time, but right now it's it's kind of all ruined by, you know, this one incident. You know, if I was if I was getting recruited, and obviously I don't know him as a man or the context or well, you know, the whole situation. You know, I'm not saying I wouldn't go to the school based on that, but I would, you know, kind of think twice. Like, you know, you know he. He's saying, you know, not that not that he's calling people the N word, but you know, he he's saying it. Maybe that's maybe that's the culture, maybe in the coaching staff. I don't know. Like, you know, not not saying that that's him, but if you don't know him, you may think, or, or their parents may think, like, you know, maybe that's the you know the culture at the school or the football program. So, like, it, it's it's gonna hurt, you know, either way, whether he, you know comes back, you know, to the program or, you know, if he gets, or, you know, if he gets fired, like, so, I mean, either way it's going to hurt maybe within time, but, you know, for right now, the next couple of years, it's, it's definitely going to hurt. So can you say that was not the culture at Utah when you were there for your four years from 2011, 2015? No, no, that, that definitely was not the culture. <laughs> I definitely, I mean, that, I was I was shocked that you know it happened you know in you know my you know my time I was there so it never got brought up never got you know even spoken a word of so that's why it, it was shocking to me I was like oh damn this happened when I was there I didn't even know like I mean 
so like but that's that's definitely not the culture up there <laughs> so i'm i'm curious uh because there's a similar story going on at iowa right now with their strength and conditioning coach and the head coach kirk Ferentz has spoken to that i'm curious when you're in an nfl locker room and you compare college experiences is that something you've heard guys have to put up with is that something that's pretty common it happens but it's not very common what do you hear in the locker room in the NFL? Uh, not, not really. I mean, at least my experience, I haven't heard any, you know, any stories, you know, like this or like the one in Iowa, uh, where, you know, racial slurs are being used by, you know, maybe like, you know, non-black coaches. But uh, so I haven't really heard any, you know, any stories of that. So I, I actually don't know. So Morgan Scally reached out to you. I assume it was last week when you when he called you. Uh, what did it mean to you that he would call you personally to have a personal conversation to you about this situation? It, it, it meant a lot. I mean, it like I said. I mean, it shows like the man he is. I mean, he's not he's not denying. You know, he didn't call me to deny the whole, you know, this whole allegation, this investigation thing. I mean, he he just told me, like, I made a mistake. Uh, I mean, I know how him and Coach Shaw's, like, relationship is. He's like, you know how our relationship is. I made a mistake. You know, it's not, you know, the man I am. I am not, you know, I am not, you know, any form of racist or stand for racism. Uh, I mean, he, I mean, it was, it was genuine. And, I mean, it meant a lot because, you know, the fact that, you know, I know he didn't just call me, but, you know, I was one of the guys that, you know, he just thought of, like, hey, I need to, you know, tell these guys, like, you know, he wants to tell his side of the story because, obviously, I mean, he's not allowed right now, like, to go to the media with it. Right. So, like, to call, like, you know, to just, like, think of me. I mean, we talk every now and then, uh, but, you know, just to think of me, I know he's going through a, you know, really, you know, dark time right now, him and his family, you know, just to, you know, call me up and, you know, tell him that, tell me that, you know, I'm sorry, you, you know, it's not who I am. Uh, you know, just tell me his side of the story. I mean, it means a lot. Eric Rowe joining us, former Utah and current Miami Dolphin cornerback. Have you uh, talked to uh, other Ute, ex-Ute players over the weekend? Yeah, I talked to I talked to a couple. I talked to uh, Andy Phillips, and actually he's the one that told me. I was actually uh, – I think I was just cleaning my house in Florida, and I had no idea what was going on. He called me and told me, but I talked to him about it. Uh, Jeff Battle, he was there in 2011 just for, like, the freshman year, but then he transferred, but I talked to him about it. And so, I mean, we I talked to a couple guys, and, I mean, we're all, like, we're all on the same page. And I know a couple guys, you know, like, uh, like Hatfield and Lacey, I know they're on, you know, a different page, but, you know, that's their experience. But, yeah, I talked to a couple guys about it. So you're from Texas, as we said, and established, uh, and Morgan recruits that Houston area. Was he your recruiter when you were in high school? Yeah, he was. He was the one that got me up there. <laughs> so <laughs> you obviously had faith in him. You say he's the one who got me up there. So how big of a factor was the trust you had in him in terms of you leaving that area to come up to Salt Lake City? Uh, I mean, it was a lot because honestly, when when he came to recruit, I remember at practice, I had no idea 
I mean, I think it's maybe just like the marketing. I had no idea Utah had a football program. Like, <laughs> I was like, Utah, like who? And but then you know, obviously, you know, talking to him and I, you know, did all that research. I was like, oh, you know, this is legit. But just to, you know, I had a lot of trust in him, and he told me like he didn't. I mean, he didn't tell me like how a lot of recruits like, oh yeah, you know, I heard this from a bunch of other scouts. Like, yeah, you'll come up and start and. We'll ship the defense, you know, to your, you know, abilities and blah, blah, blah. I mean, he just told me like it is. He was, I remember he was like, look, you got to come and compete. I mean, there is a spot open, but it's not guaranteed. Like, you get what you earn, you know, all that. So I was like, okay. Like, you know, I don't like to hear all the, you know, all the bull, like, all the hype. Like, yeah, you're going to come and start right away because I know that's not how life is. So, but I had a lot of trust in him and shoot, he got me up there. Eric Rowe, former Ute and current Miami Dolphin, uh, joining us. Uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk to you a little bit about the NFL. How excited is everybody in the NFC in the AFC East that uh, Tom Brady's no longer in the AFC East that he's gone to the NFC? <laughs> oh shoot! <laughs> yeah, all, all, all you know, all three of us, the other teams, you know, we're hell excited. I mean, one to have a dominant factor. You know, kind of like when LeBron left the East and the NBA is like, okay, you know, it's back open. Like, <laughs> so I know, you know, we were talking about, I heard some people on the Jets and the Bills, they're like, oh, yes, like finally, like, you know, now we have a, you know, a higher chance to win the division, you know, that now that he's gone. <laughs> what was it like as far as playing for that New England franchise there in that organization? What made them as good as they were because you were right in the thick of things there for a few years yeah it was the, it was the consistency I mean from OTAs because I mean everybody works hard in the NFL there's no doubt about that it was a consistency of getting the little details right every day you know every practice you know obviously executing the game and just for months straight because, you know, the first couple months of, you know, uh, of the season, you know, everybody's hyped up and ready. But when it gets down to November, December, when, you know, bodies are tired, people are injured, that's when, you know, people start to lose a little bit of focus on, like, the little details of whether it's your technique or the plays or the scheme or your awareness. But up there, I mean, Bill, he, he harked on it every day, you know, Get, get the little details right, and if you didn't do it in practice, you weren't going to be in the game. So, I mean, that's one thing. I, you know, I, you know, I'm glad I was there. You know, I learned. I learned that. What is Bill Belichick like to be around every day? <laughs> every day, I mean, he's he's actually he's pretty quiet. He's a really quiet guy. Kind of if if it's not football, he's pretty quiet. Uh, it's 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 hard to you know get him to smile, but I mean it's pretty cool. You know, he just like work. You know, you just go around. I say what's up, coach, and he just says hey, and you know you just kind of go on your business. So, how much crap did you give uh, Kyle Van Noy in New England about beating BYU every year, and how much crap are you going to continue that in Miami? <laughs> oh, I gave him all three years. <laughs> all three years, straight crap. Every time we play him, or but he, but I mean, he knew. He's like, man, we we couldn't beat you when I was there. 
we still ain't beating you. He's like, there ain't no point to fight back. <laughs> but I still give him crap, though. <laughs> Well, Eric, we appreciate a few minutes. Uh, I know it's uh, it's been an emotional weekend for the people who are close to uh, Morgan, but we appreciate you being willing to come on and uh, talk and uh, share your thoughts with a lot of uh, football fans here who are listening. Uh, no, I appreciate having me on.